Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. We are in the Virgin Islands. You guys know who this is. Mr. Bill Perkins, fresh off 50, just kind of blew it out through a one-off, once-in-a-lifetime experience of a party. So, Bill, how's it feel to be, first of all, be 50? How's it feel to have so many loved ones, friends, people celebrate that? How was that, uh, how um, that, how was that for you? It's kind of bittersweet being 50, you know? It's kind of like, it's great. I made it, you know? I didn't die. Um, I'm in a good spot. I've had a great ride, you know, lots of ups and downs, Um and that feels great, but it's also kind of bittersweet. Like you, you know, you reflect on a lot of errors in your life that have passed. Gone. Right. People have come in and out of your life. Things that you would probably do differently. You know, things that uh, you know. Most of my regrets are things that where I've hurt people, or I would like to change those type of mistakes. Yeah, that type of thing. Um, but it's awesome. Awesome. And then having, you know, friends and loved ones around and like being able to share a memory and experience with them at a like kind of a, a milestone in your life. That's just awesome. Yeah. It's really great. I, I want to ask, I guess this is, a, well, first of all, Bill has been on Joey's podcast. Obviously, Bill has, you know, you've seen Bill on a lot of different platforms. You kind of have an idea about, you know, I'm sure you've gone on this a lot. Like you talk about where you grew up and like how you're kind of up to this point. So I want to focus more on the book coming up. I think this is a good, this is a good sort of segue to get right into it because I guess like, you know, I'm 32 years old. Bill is, you just like we mentioned 50, a lot of our <laughs> viewers at home, a lot of the, you know, 24 to 30 year old uh, right. range. I think that's sort of like your book if, uh, sort of sort of segues and talks into about that. Like what would you, um, before you get in the book, what would you say like your advice to be someone who's like in that 25 to 35, even 40 range come leading up, like what would be something that you're like, wow, like, you know, can you share an experience or an example of maybe what you would do differently or how you might say to someone, well, you know, you should, maybe you're not thinking about this right now. It would be cool to think about this. Like, is there any kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I, I think like, um, a lot of my earlier years were on autopilot as opposed to like really thinking about what I wanted and doing my best in that area. And so I had a lot of fun experiences that naturally fit into what I want, but there was a lot of things that I missed out on by like not taking a breather and thinking, okay, what does I want to want? What do I want to explore? What do I want to do? It's just kind of like rush, 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 you know, club party, spend money just to spend money without playing like, Hey, how can I get the most out of this uh, this ride, this life that what I'm trying to do, you know? So there were some things that were deliberate and they were on point and there were a lot of things that were just kind of like, I don't know, like a, like a leaf in water just getting swashed around and yeah. winding up wherever I wound up. So talk, so so the book, you got the book coming out. What, what prompted you one day? Did you always know you wanted to write a book? What made you say this is the right time right now? Was it having to do with turning 50 that kind of you're coming up to it? You were like, man, this would be a good good point to sort of dive in or what, what was like, how did this come about? So the book it's called Die With Zero and it's a concept like I've been having like debates with friends about like life optimization mm-hmm. and you know it starts with you know you, you if you go to work and exchange hours of your life to earn money and the purpose of earning money is like food, shelter, clothing but after that point it's to like do other stuff like you're not going to work 
just for Space Invaders and getting the money for, you know, not to spend it, right? What do you and mean? So, when you say Space Invaders, that mean just because, yeah. Like, like, yeah, what are you holding on? You yeah, it's not like you get a high score on a game and then leave them the high score on a game and, like, that's the point. Like, that's not life. Like, the money is there for you to consume experiences, right? The first experience is like food, shelter, health, right? But after that, it's other experiences that you can purchase and it's, easy, you know, it's to exchange for other people's life energy, you know, the cook, the chef, the airline pilot, the doctor, the whatever. And so, you know, that concept came to me as like, wow, so if I go to work and I earn money and I don't spend it, I basically wasted hours of my life to yeah. the extent that I'm working for money to have other experiences. And right. so, you know, what that concept is, is like, you know, when you're one years old, a million dollars doesn't really mean anything to you. You can't really consume it. Those experiences, they become, you know, they're not valuable to you or you're unable to convert the money into experiences. Okay. The same thing happens at the tail end of your life due to like mainly due to health, uh, your physical health and your mental health. Your ability to convert that money into experiences declines with age after a certain age. Mm -hmm. um, generally, that would be probably around 35, but it depends on who you are, et cetera. And so... There's with those like axioms, you know, there's a lot of implications about spending when you spend, you know, your, your life path and optimizing your, 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 your life and, and, and how you give your charitable giving when you give money to your kids. All these things come out of the, those those concepts. And so for years, I've been talking about it with friends and we, we would just kind of be like, oh, wow, I got to spend more money. You know, I need to think of things to do. Like we would like force ourselves to get right. off the habit of like earning and grinding and grinding to like converting into experiences because it's like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to go wave running 10 years from now when I'm 60? Probably not. Like I have a degenerative back disease from playing football. I have all kinds of things that, that, you know, I'm a little concerned, like doing certain trips. Like I went wakeboarding when we went to Necker Island and I was like, wow, should I wakeboard? Like I could really throw out my back. I was like, no, I'm still at the age. It's not like I'm going to do it 10 years from now. Let me do it now and get right. this experience. Yeah. And so so the book's kind of about that. It's about uh, experiences. And, he, and a lot of people say, oh, it's about people with money. But even if you don't have any money, like, like let's just say it's nothing. Like you have like the minimum thing and all your things are going to be free. Yeah. You have to order your experiences in order to get the most experiences and the most enjoyment. Like you're not going to go climb Kilimanjaro when you're five. And you're most likely not going to do it when you're 75 and 80. Right. So there's activities have seasons for you based on your health, your age, etc. even if you have no money. And so life is like Tetris, you know, like, you know, you don't get married when you're 15, you know, and if you're going to have kids, you're not going to be doing this and et cetera. So yeah. you want to get the ordering right True. in order to get the maximum amount of life. And it's according to your own goals, et cetera. It's like, it's like you know, if I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to climb Kilimanjaro. I want to ski 200 times, et cetera. There's going to be periods in your life when this should be done in order for you to get the most of all these experiences. And I'm trying to get you the most positive life experiences. Yeah, I think that's it's super interesting because this is something that makes a lot of sense, but you don't really, like you said, you don't really stop to think about that much. Even now I have a baby come in and it's like, well, instantly there's already like, oh, well, this will be different or I'm not doing this this year. Like now this is not can be as easy and and I think that's something you don't really think about as like it just without really like taking time it's just easy to just sort of let things like right. happen without even having a mapping so super interesting what when is the what's the time for how far are you have you written the whole book I know you had a yeah. lot of it it's, it's done. A lot of, no it's not done it's a lot of I'm actually in a chapter called balance your life just just uh getting that done with my my my, my uh ghostwriter we're talking to we have interviews we have actually a conversation later on this afternoon about balance your life and the and the things that are supposed to go in there and how it's written like I'll occasionally write some stuff so but hopefully by October 
final manuscript will be done. Where's the, like, where's the chat? I'm looking at the chat. Just, we just got going. We got 30 people in here, guys. We will be just having a conversation, but if you have anything you want to jump in or say hello or a specific question, you could do that anytime. We also have an Instagram swipe up and a okay. Twitter where you guys, let me just real quick show Bill. Has any questions. No, there's a lot of questions. I, I actually just put up a, um, here's Bill's, uh, we got his Instagram, Twitter, BP22, Thirst Lounge. Well, I guess we could talk about that next, but uh, they have a Twitch channel, which the six of the members are down here, 10 of a team of 10. Bill will be, I guess, 11. Technically, it's his, his network, his show. He'll be doing that as well. And uh, we did get a tweet out. If you guys could retweet that, we'll help right now. But yeah, check it out. This is uh, this is what's going on. We're going to, let's, let's segue over. So let's, let's go into like that whole, like you said, I'm getting married, I have kids and like, you yeah. know, there, there are certain decisions that like, I think the economists call them dynamic decisions and static. Like you deciding to buy, eat a candy bar, pretty much a static decision. You getting married is a dynamic decision. And what that means is, is that decision affects every other decision in your life. And when you have kids, which, you know, people who have kids know out there that it changes everything. There are so many other decisions that you're making at that time to have kids that may be five years down the road, but you've already made that decision. And, you know, I use examples like, hey, you know, I'm here with friends, but I got to fly home because I got to catch my daughter's soccer game. And they're like, oh, you got to make that decision. I was like, you know, that decision actually was made 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it, but it was made 12 years ago when I decided to have a kid. Like, this was always going to be a priority. Yeah. They were actually going to go into sports or something, and there will be a time where I will be doing something fun with my friends, but I'm going to have to zip it short so that I show up for my daughter enjoy watching her but also show up that she sees me there and so um, you know the book is also about those dynamic decisions and like ordering them properly so you get the most out of your life Super, super interesting. I, I like. I'm definitely. Well, obviously, we're gonna read it. I'm sure you guys gotta uh, put that down. Well, as soon as there's an actual launch date or what, yeah. we'll let you know. And I'm sure there'll be. Uh, you know, again, the thirst lounge. There'll be some giveaways and such. I'm yeah. on the book, so yeah. we'll, uh, that'll be a that'll be a definite one. Speaking of the thirst lounge, ten. We're here. It, the thirst lounge members came yesterday. Six of the ten. Um, this this is a very interesting, new, unique project. I think it speaks a lot about who you are, just in general, like the, how you do it. You kind of just like you're not worried about every little nitty gritty detail you're just kind of like you know what I want to do this let's do this this was an evolving project it went from uh, Bill having a channel that was once in a while being streamed on into all right let's make it a network because you basically were like I'm not here enough I want to do this but it's not my main priority like uh, this is a hobby for right. you like, we like talk just a hobby or not just a hobby, hobby. <laughs> this is just a hobby so um, you know like the, the thing about the Thirst Lounge 10 is it was going to be one person and then it was going to be three or five then I was like you know what let's just call it the TL10 which just has a nice uh, yeah. uh, what's the word alliteration to it with the Thirst Lounge 10 and uh, how did this project like how did this come up why is this important to you what would you define as a success for this project so one year like kind of uh, I guess run trial like we're in pilot mode literally like right, right. now so launching Valentine's Day February 14th right. and um, yeah what do you see like how, how do you envision this project going what would make this successful when it's all said and done with Thirst Lounge 10 or Thirst Lounge Thirst Lounge 10 like the big 10 there could yeah. be 12 there could be eight this is like a a base point and it doesn't mean that it's like 10 always so what what does this uh, mean for you this project and how how do you see it envisioning well we we started the thirst lounge and started streaming you got me into streaming i I enjoy 
enjoyed it. I, like I had fun doing it. You're like you just credit, yeah, yeah. credit guilty credit, or credit. not guilty. You know. But you know yeah. what, what, the difference about Twitch is is that it's about the chat and it's about a community. Yeah. And so you develop. You know, people become to rely on you to show up and do your thing because mm-hmm. they've invested their time. They want they want you to invest your time back. Show up, entertain, talk, play cards, do whatever it is you do on your show. And what I found is, is the other decisions I've made in my life and obligations really cut into that for me regularly, you know, streaming on the regular. There's only so much bandwidth. Yeah, there's only so much bandwidth. And so, I, you know, I was like, I, I can't I can't really give the people what they deserve, you know, um, for the channel. But what I could do is create a platform, you know, that we already have the Thirst Lounge set up, the name, you know, the subs, the followers, and bring in some young, charismatic, not necessarily young, but charismatic people, energetic people who could be hosts Mm -hmm. and give them the consistent content that they want, consistent with the Thirst Lounge theme. And so I put that uh, burden on you and Jamie to go out and run a contest. Until until he got what he wanted. You know, now now that he likes the ten, he likes where it's going. It's uh, you know, Bill's getting a little more in there, but no. But I mean, it's his, this is Bill's show. This is his network. Jamie and I just sort of helped run the initial, uh, I guess, search. talent search. Talent get search, kind of who we thought would be good, and then but we. So uh, we, we we got some we got some people who like felt the value proposition was there for them to come. They were yeah. getting a 10k stake, uh, housing, use of the boat, the stream. Etc. And just kind of like a, you know, a lot of people like the lifestyle, or they want to get in Twitch, or they yeah. want to do etc. And they were like, okay, we'll go and run and grow with you. And so that took off. And then like, you know, it's been a good response. And you know, we now have, um, I now have a, a sponsor who's come in and wants to like up the stake by giving them tickets on uh, tournament tickets. Another, there, another ten k. There's a whole yeah. This thing's growing pretty quickly. There's yeah. So they're up to a twenty k stake right off the bat. We got the house sponsored. We're gonna announce that out so we have a sponsorship for the house um you know people kind of you know believe in uh the concept my ability to execute uh our ability to bring in talent that's gonna you know deliver and i I believe we will you will i think it'll be a lot of fun it's a great group i think it's fun you know this is to me it feels a little almost like big brother ish like where it's like you have a you're gonna put people together you're proud it's a big project it's exciting it's unknown you don't know like your bet it's like there's a lot of variables you don't know like the main thing you don't know is is like um i mean we do have we definitely have personalities we definitely have uh charismatic people etc we just don't know what their work ethic is going to be in order to take advantage of those opportunities and I, I, I hope they will take advantage of it and take it seriously. Like I've, I've done this a lot of times with other people in different jobs and different positions, et cetera. And they yeah. kind of, you know, they're kind of always like not really taking fully advantage of what the opportunity set is in front of them and, sure. not, and not doing their share and their work ethic to make it happen and always looking up to someone to like handle it for them I don't think we have that group I think we have the group that's actually going to take the ball and run you know yeah, pass yeah, the baton and then they're actually going to do it but you never know that's the only unknown right there no, no, it's going to be fun no, like so we're saying, all going to yeah, just... how like there's going to be a lot of content there's just it's unknown who's like you know because it's there's going to be a lot of opportunity and there's going to be a lot of people I think what's going to happen is there will be a dynamic where it's like a few of the people just don't ever want to stop like so you know who knows at some point TL10 might just be running all the time because it's like guys are just you know once they get the hunger 
the Twitch, it's so fun. It's so much engagement with chat and the yeah. whole thing. Like, it's going to be a point where people are like, man, I like this. I want to be more. I want to be in more. And yeah. So it's going to be cool. I think at at a minimum, though, all of them are going to have a good time. I mean, you're in the Virgin Islands. Like, people work, you know, 50 weeks a year to spend two weeks here and yeah. get married. And, you know, it's like a dream vacation. And then they get to come here, you know, yeah. stream, hang out, There's explore, etc. And it's going to be fun for you. The yeah. boat's unbelievable. The cap, you got a captain crew. It's a, it's just, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's a, a good, good spot for them. And it's also good for the audience because the audience is going to see, you know, the Virgin Islands through their eyes. You know what I mean? And and their and their adventure, right? Like it's different seeing it through my eyes, right? Like I've been here. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little bit more salty, or maybe I'm a little bit more casual about it. Yeah. These guys are actually, you know, sometimes when you live in a town or a city. You don't really take advantage of it. Like, there's a lot of people in New York City never been to, you know, the top of the Empire State or the Statue yeah, or of Liberty you go to a or this club or and you, and you go, go see in these Barcelona or uh, Bahamas, yeah. these places, and you just play the tournaments. You don't get to actually enjoy it. Like, that's what's cool about having yeah. 10. You're going to have people streaming. There's going to be other auxiliary content and peripheral stuff going right. on. Right. That they will like, actually go to and be like, hey, I want to check out this cool spot. And I'm like, I've never gone here. I've been here for five yeah. years. You know what I mean? Because they're looking to explain things differently. It sparks something. So I think, like, the thing I've learned the most about Bill and what I, I think uh, again I want you to let you just make this your podcast but what I learned about you is diving in like the same thing with Twitch or this project like this this is a mess but it's a great mess you just said you know what let's do it you got people you got you you have uh, tools to help it go and you're just going We're as it was going to be one now it's three now it's ten people now they're here yeah. how does this work how does that work you don't know we don't know how it's going to go but you just dive in you say like here let's just go for it let's start and right. then things happen like that would be the, I'd say not in my the thing I learned most from Bill and from like 2012 on when I met Bill was, you know, like play big, take risks, go for things, um, you know, play a big game, go take a shot. Like, yeah. you, what are you going to wait for? You're yeah, going yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah. like, I'm was 50, zero. like, what am I going to do? Like, you know what I mean? I don't have time to like incrementally do this. So like, we're yeah. basically, you know, we got resources and smart people around to do it and we'll figure it out and we can learn and grow together. At a minimum, we're going to have fun giving it the old college try. But I, I think... I think, uh, you know, this is my shot in trying to create a, a network, a platform in Twitch and then also all the other media about lifestyle and poker and, and travel, et cetera, the whole Thirst Lounge theme. So, so what, let me, let's, uh, and then in terms of if, say, one year from now goes by, Thirst Lounge 10, what, what, is, what would, in your mind, what metrics or what medium, what would you say that is, all right, this was, I'm glad we did this, this is fun, this is exciting, let's keep it going, like, what, it, what would be, what's something you're looking at to see if this is, uh, what would you define this as a success? I would say, like, uh, followers and views and just getting the word out, right? So, if it grows to, like, 100,000 followers or something like that, I would be very happy, and, you know, for first year. And, and lift, take the natural talent that we have and lift them up, you know? So, it's... It's less, you know, obviously it's not, it's less than a monetary goal of what's going on. It's more of like, let's get, let's get this out there and our message out there in a fun channel that people like and a lot of content out there. Looks like it cut off for a second. I'm not sure. I, that could be. I mean, there's very good internet here, but maybe the steady. I think people are saying it's back on uh, the refresh. Okay, yeah, we cut out for a second. Now, now we're back. So I just played the video. There's a Thirst Lounge 10. There's a Thirst Lounge um, Twitter page as well as Thirst Lounge here on Twitch. So if you guys are there right now, you can go ahead and give it a follow on Twitch. And again, this isn't like a project starting from nothing. Bill, you can see your mind. It sounds.
sounds like successful after a year. And I think with that, how much content it's going, uh, there's a very good chance yeah. for for that to happen. Yeah, so. we have a meeting with our team to like make sure you put out creative content, make sure your quality of your stream is good, make sure you know you get out there, be yourself, introduce yourself, make sure you take care of the chat. You know, got to take care of the chat. Even here on YouTube on the podcast, we're doing it. We see you. Uh, what we like to see on the platform. Yeah. So there's some guys. We're gonna do questions on the la- at the end. What up, Matt Staples? Matty Ice knows about Streamboat. He knows about down here in the Virgin Islands. Matty Ice blowing up. Just had a big win, 14k nice. score. Nice. One of his biggest ones. He's uh, he knows Bill very well, and uh, you know he's uh, he's in the chat. We got some other familiar faces, guys. We'll do some chat shoutouts, but we do have a limited amount of time, so we want to let Bill get in here as much as possible. I want to go over and talk about the where is it? Where's my thing here? So this was a couple of pictures where we just showed Bill Perkins Instagram guys. Make sure you give him a follow. He's always posting wild, crazy things. But uh, here I have a couple photos just that stand out. This was the other day um, at your 50th. One of the more beautiful, I mean, just unbelievable setups. But I want to talk about Necker Island for a second here and uh, shop. You were playing chess. Richard Branson, Dan Bilzerian, like playing chess. You're hanging out. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty ridiculous uh, vibe and feel there. Like it's yeah, it was yeah, just we- like historically like ridiculous, like on a, on a bucket list. I heard Necker Island. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. But like yeah, they got like 120 people working there. It's like a little island and you're just it's like it's incredible what made you want to do your 50th you know the funny thing is that i didn't didn't talk about it i should have i could have talked about a speech but like i i remember when necker island first opened like when he bought it and it was etc and i looked at like the brochure it was like this hard book brochure and one of these like luxury challenge places i was like wow who could ever afford to go here (laughs) and like that's a lot like do people really pay it and like this would be awesome maybe you can divide it up amongst 50 people but it only has 30 rooms at the time yeah whatever it is and i was like i want to be able to like rent that island and and, like get to that spot and so um, my first time actually um, going there was for a friend's w- wedding. Oh, John, yeah, he was yeah, there. Yeah, John, and I was like, oh, yeah. He mentioned that. He's like, yeah, I was here like 10 years ago or eight years ago on the day or basically. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I get to go to Necker Island. You know what I mean? Well, John's time. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know, he had his wedding there, et cetera. But, you know, and St. Bart's had become one of my favorite places. But just, just, just the history and like I read Richard Branson's book about his crazy life about how he was into promoting his his brand and he was in the record business and then his battles in the airline business and how he like first bought the was going to buy Allen but he couldn't afford it and you know he, he you know they kicked him out because he wasn't really serious and then there was a crash and then he bought it and etc and so to me um, it, it's just it's just kind of surreal being able to hang out there, guy's book you're reading, and now you're playing chess with him, and you've seen him a couple times, et cetera. And I wanted to give that, I've already had that experience. So for me, the experience of going to Necker Island was more about my brother, my sister, my friends, you know what I mean? Like, and, and new friends and old friends, being able to see what I've seen and sharing that common experience together. Cause like, you know, for me, life, like the greatest things in life, like, yeah, there's some individual things like meditating and like going out on your own and just absorbing the earth and, and God's nature and being like, oh, this is great. You know, look at what humanity has built. But like the most memorable experience is for me and like where I have a, like a big memory dividend that I think back to is shared common experiences with other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be on Necker Island. It doesn't have to be at these these necessarily great places. It might be like you were in the kitchen laughing and, you know, you know, snot bubbles came out of your nose and you were giggling and you talk about that forever. But that being said, 
the backdrop of the British Virgin Islands being on Necker, you know, it's beautiful with staff, et cetera. And it's just a, a great environment and it's a playground. They have like tennis courts and, you know, crazy games you play and all these different beaches and food all the time. And like seeing those people smile and having that experience and look at them, you know, I was watching people looking around and just marveling like that gave me a sense of joy. And so like, that was a great experience. So seriously, giving is better than receiving. I think that's like, yeah, as a kid, you eat Christmas and stuff. And at some point, you kind of, you, things get less important where you're just like, yeah, it does feel good. feels good to give like and feel that because that, that is, I mean, that's got to just be the ultimate reward yeah. to see and like see everyone. And, and even, you know, now with kids, with things, all these different, everyone's got such busy schedules to actually like put like an event, a wedding or something that's like there where people can all kind of congregate, come together and have like members. Because like weddings are great, but like, you know, it's kind of like they're tough. It's like, you got to go there. It's like a, it's almost your layer to like just show your support. Yeah, my wedding was really, a blur. I, I like I yeah, can't even right. That's like and this is like to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it is like it's all. It seems like the ultimate. Uh, it's got to be cool to not to have that kind of storyline of it too, where you heard about it, you've been there once, and then to get to to do that. Actually, yeah, yeah, like, and share it with other people. Like to me, it's like shared common experiences is like the best. So, so ridiculous. The best, the best, best of life. I was just going through. We had to post this one today. This is one of my favorite photos, man. This was in uh, in Petra in Jordan, yes. but like this was just like the Indiana. It was actually. The Indiana Jones that film or the um, probably the most famous scene from Indiana Jones was filmed and it was just pet that like they're like you know what's yeah. going on but we, we we got a we got a flight and then we had to drive to the desert and we saw remember we were driving for like an hour or two mm-hmm. to get there and the uh, Bedouin camps where like people literally just are away from everybody it's just them in the desert and like kind of like a tent you would never stay in no internet no nothing and they're just it's just them chilling and like the people of the desert and i thought that was really interesting too aside from the site just driving through the desert and seeing the bedouins just like it was crazy man i was i mean it was there was there was like an element of danger too because it was kind of like time with ice like like you know like you're just kind of like in a different like yeah we were in we were we were fish out of water like through tourists i mean like once you got to the site i think it was pretty uh safe but like you know we're driving through the highway coming from israel Israel, you know, not necessarily like the, you know, the, the, the tightest of two countries yeah. and, 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 uh, people of different, uh, religious backgrounds and, and different social norms. You know, I remember I was like, uh, to, um, one of the girls, I was like, yo, cover your shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, do not be walking around here shoulders out. Like you might be insulting somebody. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. You got You know, like we gotta, we gotta do as, uh, the Romans do here, but we gotta do as the Jordanians do here, you know? For and so, sure. so that- it was, that part was like, you know, a little danger, got the adrenaline going, it, but we have fun. And, you know, I learned some things. I it's saw some things. Sure. I did it with my friends, which is really good. Cause you know, when I'm older and I can't remember, you can always remind me. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. What, what do you think about, uh, like longevity and, and, you know, I don't want to go down the, the rabbit hole of, uh, if we're in a matrix or not all that stuff, but like, you know, it's, I've had some interesting talks and even you had a theory or you were talking about the kind of, you know, like the possibility of being on, you know, how the, how the earth is or how it's moving. Like, do you, feel i mean it's pretty obvious like we're getting we're evolving like we're getting better things are getting people are living longer people are making better decisions we're learning as we go like do you feel you know is there in um that like there's a chance is there a certain point where he will live forever 200 like or do you think we're in that like kind of it's getting things are happening so fast right now do you how do you feel i do think like the lifespan uh riddle you know regenerative riddle will be eventually cracked i don't know if it'll be during my lifespan i i yeah, uh, not going. I yeah. would hope so, you know, because uh, I would. I would like, you know, there's so many things to do, and the world is so big and beautiful, and also. 
chaotic and unfair, but there's so many things to do, um, see, help, reach out that I, I would like to participate in that and do those things and not have to be like, oh, rushing the last rushing everything and every experience to do that. So I do think it'd be cracked. I hope it's in my lifetime, but um, yeah. I'm, I think it's a favorite to be cracked if if we don't destroy ourselves before then. Right. Yeah. I saw something saying like one in three children born today, which was a few years ago. I saw this like are going to live to a hundred. And I mean, it just seems like every you know things are sort of like it's, the cool part is like from 1980 to 2000 or like you know can happen in like one year or six months now. Like there's so yeah. much shared information. Things are so quick. It's so like a lot know. of the things like a lot of things like why, why people would die and like lifespans were shorter is like you know um, no seatbelts. You know plane accidents things like that like if you start removing a lot of the like dumb shit like smoking and and whatever you start to expand your life and then the other things like you know before you had this problem with your heart you died there was no there was no issue or you got this infection you died you know measles and and, right. and diphtheria and all these things so like technology has like removed a lot of the things that would like probabilistically like trivial just, just yeah like kill you out right like there's trivial problems and so now you know, organ failure. If you're, if you're kind of, you know, um, not nice to your body, you know, the medicine can like repair it and, 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 and like, you know, give you a new heart, fix a heart valve, you know, fix this, fix that, which will has been extending period life. But the next, the next crack is like that natural limit on cell division and your telomeres and, and regeneration. Like your liver has like so many cell divisions it's going to have, then it's going to have to give out. Yeah. And so that, I think like that is the next step. I like it. Yeah, I don't want to go to the Matrix talk. We don't go to Matrix, whatever. So we'll we'll keep that there. All right, so book coming, Thirst Lounge 10. You've got a uh, poker, you know, obviously play. You you like hobby-wise, people know that. Wow, like a whole one. Like you're like like the main event. At least a majority of it. Like like a chunk. Yeah, a big chunk of it. Like to be able to play other events. It's mainly like kids and travel and it has been priority, but like. I can't keep putting it off, you know. Yeah. I might bite the du- I, well, might I, bite, I might be on the boat and bite a bullet, you know. At the, at the <laughs> maybe the, this summer because I think well, there, there's some interesting schedule. There's some cool stuff. I, that would be fun to play the main. I can't believe never you've played you've not played. I played the main one once, time, like, fired like, a long time like, ago. You know, we were in and out. You were like I was in and out. I'm like I'm not. I can't stay here that long. I'm either gonna have all the chips or, or be out. And I was yeah. on my bike. Yeah, fast. I was pedaling out fast. Okay. So, but I want to be able to play other events and, and do that. And, and you know, I would like to play more. You know, less work, more, more, more play, more experiences. Given that, you know, I'm at, I'm at, I'm writing a book on it, right? I'm on that tail end. Like, it's not like I'm here to delay gratification yeah. as much as, you know, your younger age, et cetera, to, del- to delay gratification. Do you, do you see, like, is there in your mind, is there like a, are you, how, like, I guess not really retiring. I don't even see you ever retiring. Like, I, same thing. I, I wouldn't envision myself ever like, oh, I'm just, like, not doing anything. Like, I'm always going to kind of be involved in projects and fun stuff like that. Or is there a point where you're kind of like, you know what, all right, this is cool. Like, I'd run, like what would you say right now, your ratio well, I don't know. It's like, not even retire. It's like, you know, a lot of people, like, we, we, you know, people go to work. Let's say you're, like, an insurance salesman or you sell whatever. It's like, I don't think you as a kid or whatever, like, hey, I really love selling insurance and I just want to be an insurance guy. Like, yeah. you, you did it to get the money to do other stuff. And what happens is, is that those other projects, the things that you, the why you got the money, you forget about it. And then you're like, well, I really like my job. And I'm like, well, you don't really like your job. What you like is the people that you talk to, the conversations you have, you know, meeting people, blah, blah, blah. But the act of like, let's say being, doing insurance, the actual insurance, that's not what you like. So you need to, you know, I would remove the, you know, 
if I was an insurance salesman or trade or whatever, move that aspect and make sure I keep the meeting people, yeah. taking people that I knew from work out to dinner and staying in contact with them and then doing the other things I want to do. So it's just really like focusing on what I really want to do these other projects like Thirst Launch 10. Like it's like, wow, this is a shot I want to take come here and learn this language, play the World Series of Poker, you yeah. know, learn about the history of the Mayans or whatever it is, you know, up front, yeah. you know, go build build a well in Africa or whatever it is, whatever it is that, you know, I settled down on those projects is like dedicate more time to that and less time to like trying to acquire chips for the future. Exactly. I see my dad in the chat. I want to shout him out. Richard Gross, my Bill knows my dad. And, and yes. this is like a perfect book for you, dad. You're, I can't wait for you to read this because you're, he's in that zone of a just retired 30, 30 years at Ford, 31 years, whatever. And it's like, he's now, you know, he's at that age where it's like, all right, like I've worked, I've grinded, done a lot of stuff. And now I kind of have some free time, but like, it's, you know, it's not what, what is too old? What's not too old? That's up to it's yourself. Not too old. It's, no, a, it's just saying like, it's exactly, he's not going to go ski off of he's not gonna go hella skiing probably or start that now at 65 or whatever right so yeah like, well i mean if, he, if he's gonna hella ski it's gonna be now it's not gonna be 10 years from exactly. now right? like you know so all these activities like you have to you have to really sit down and think about like the arc of your life and like when these are activities that you can do and you can't do because you have diminishing returns like it, it, it's your knees are like very important like your whole your whole ability to enjoy everything is from your ability to move Right. First, it's the neurons that fire that allow you to think and then also fire again against muscles to move you around to experience the world. And so because you're an animate object, you process energy, which we call food, and it produces movement. That's where you get all your enjoyment. So as you age, your ability to move and, you know, whether it's just painful or not, you cannot do it. Right. But as that happens, your enjoyment goes down. And as your mental acuity goes down, your enjoyment goes down, your ability to enjoy these things. So, you know, for a lot of us, you know, I guess we're a younger set, but like when you get to a certain age, the memory of playing something like a sport will be better than playing it. Like if I went out and started playing football with a bunch of people, it might be a little bit of fun, but it'd be a pain in the ass. I get hurt, I twist an ankle, I'd be huffing and puffing. It will not be as enjoyable as when I was in the University of Iowa and in shape and could, you know, run for days and there blah, blah, blah. Right now. Is that that's your, that's is my that dad. Oh, that's wow. my dad. Look at this. That's dad. Where was, what's that from? Oh, yeah, he, was, he was a Hawkeye, too. I knew he went to Iowa. I didn't know he actually played football. Yeah, there, he too. Re- wow. yeah. yeah. So that was back in, you know, the leather helmet days. So uh, the... Um, the the idea of you know you know there's people out there play baseball play whatever it's like the memory of playing it actually is better than actually playing it today and that happens probably with almost every activity you know even sex well, there you go. <laughs> that'll, that'll drop it in. We've got 50 people live on right now. That's a lot for a uh, kind of impromptu uh, yesterday we mentioned it podcast. Guys, we appreciate you being here. We were talking about Twitch, talking about the chat. Um, and my dad says poker keeps the mind sharp. I think there's yeah, a lot to say with that. It's, it's a, a great, it's a fun way to do like it's, a game. It's fun, yeah, it's a fun way to keep your, your mental acuity going. Is Poker, games and puzzles. There's actually a very good TED Talk on that about how games and video games uh, help you live longer. Um, especially social ones, right? Like be, playing games that allow you to, to interact with other people, being social, that, that plus one for your life. You know what I mean? Keeping your mental f- facility sharp, plus one for your life. So there, poker is one of those games where uh, if you're playing live, it's social and you're having to be sharp, so plus two for your life, you know? 
There you go. That's exactly what my dad, I remember when he learned about poker and started playing after I did, and he was like, man, I wish I had known, had this earlier because it is. It's a, it's a fun game instead of playing the game, yeah. you know, Trouble of Connect 4 or something. Like, it's a, it's a little more a little more fun, a little more excitement, but also very uh, intricate. A lot of levels of it. I know you've been diving a little more into yeah. like the more, you know, looking over stuff, reviewing stuff, studying, talking with some yeah. other really, you know, uh, GTO type stuff. It's, it's just always something you could always do more always or learn like, more. It's like crazy. So right. it's, a, it's a fun, fun game. Well, if not, not poker, like what other games, like backgammon, what other kind of games do you kind of like to play? Backgammon, I used to play chess, and then now Dan has become a chess addict, so I can't be around him without him saying, let's battle. And so one time I came in, he says, let's play chess. You play? I was like, yeah, I play chess. So I played him, and I crushed him. And I was like... <laughs> Crush him and crush him. He was like, "What?" I was like, "Well, I played chess in high school." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you were a chess expert." I'm like, "Dad, <laughs> high school was like literally like almost forty years yeah, ago." Like, like you know, a couple. Of yeah, a couple of things I could play. You know, I know like certain strategy levels, yeah. but I have not played. And so Dan went into the freaking lab. <laughs> okay, came back, and now he can beat me, and, and you know. Uh, beat me occasionally whatever I crush him still when I like take it seriously because like yeah. he takes forever right he's to move and he's like really wants to win that, but. that's the thing that's like the one thing I'd say about chess or backhand is kind of like a perfect hybrid like that's also it's like fun there's like yeah. skill but it's like you're kind of always firing where like it is frustrating to play someone and they're like yeah so you're doing the speed chess with Richard Branson and I yeah, was like that's I, cool. none of those guys can and beat it was me like, speed chess right it's just like it's a very different dynamic but when you're sitting there like that's one of, it's fun but it's like if you're waiting a guy for four or five minutes to move you're kind of like loses its uh, yeah play speed chess getting the clock out playing speed chess is a lot of fun it also keeps you sharp yeah and they still they can't beat me in speed chess for sure Um, (laughs) what uh alright so like Cash game or poker? People, I saw some questions about. It. We're actually gonna, but we because you, I know you have a meeting as well, and we. This is, I think, hours good. Like, right? Bill's guys, don't panic, and girls, don't panic. Bill is gonna be one of those like Joey kind of got somehow. Like, I hadn't really, I hadn't started a podcast. Bill's gone on there several times, but you know, Bill's gonna be on here many times. So don't yes. worry, we'll have an hour today. We'll be other, there'll be other Bill podcasts. So don't panic if you don't get your question answered, or you know, this is a little shorter. We're gonna we're gonna crack at some of those questions in a bit. Um, t- talk to me about your your score and. The one drop how cool is that for you because like you know it's like for you're playing it's fun it's not enough for you poker's a hobby it's, it's like you know you're not there trying to grind out a living you're playing having fun you scored i believe third or fourth in the one drop 100k yeah third Vegas, i had third 1.9 million or so I mean, yeah I, yeah I, what was that and i also had a big piece of antonio who came in fourth so that was a really good yeah, score. yeah i remember you guys were like one two with four left yeah like, yeah we went two and then i got i got i got ace queened and then uh uh ace so, jack yeah, out. You, but, battling, but, yeah. you know i was definitely um outmatched going into that tournament there were tons of wizards going in there and uh, I remember I was almost on my bike and uh, a pocket four survived against uh, I think ace king and ace queen Okay. Uh, when I, I went all in and I tripled up then um, you know I had a pair of queens and uh, you know I had gone up and down I was a roller coaster player obviously my style back then um, being not having all the knowledge but all, all the all the all the guts. Look at that focus. Look at that. Look at that hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is, right there. That was a third place, and that looks like you went back to back. You were having a pretty 2013. You almost left the uh, trading tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas, natural gas here. You're going for it for a minute, but yeah, I know you don't play a ton. Yeah, it's, but, but, but uh, you know, I Erky or. I, don't, I forget who it was, but they're like all in. I snap call him with like King Jack. He has King Queen. Wow. Big a Jack, double up. And then after that, it was like, okay, now I have to be serious and play all the way to the end. 
And, yeah. uh, and then he went, I actually remember, I remember being on, I was in another tournament, but we were you know, going over some stuff, talking, I was sweating. I remember the one against Tobias where you had Queens and he had aces and I was on the rail, but you got it in a, after the flop, you played it really well. Yeah, you yeah. like didn't go crazy pre-flop. You were just saw a flop, hit the queen top set. I mean, in a he green spot and like in. you just got it. Uh, you got yeah, like a huge, that was, huge, that was huge. Yeah. There was two hands. It was like the hand before that also beat Tobias in a big, big, uh, like took, took some chips from him in the Queens and knocked him out. For but, sure. Uh, that was just one of those things. But that, it's like the rush. It's like one of those things. Like what, what, what game it was thing are you going to do where you're going to be able to win, like play for five million, have a good time and, and, and at a great level and get to the thing. And the greatest, my kids were like, daddy, you know, like they, they, they don't know poker, but they just know daddy's moving up and he's in he there. So they were, they were happy. And so that was fun. And it's cool. Yeah. Uh, talk about, um, fatherhood. I know I see a lot of fathers in here and I am coming into fatherhood. Is there any kind of, uh, someone that I guess I'm not, I, can, I don't want to say the exact same, but I can relate to with po- like kind of moving your, your very, you know, I, I know Brees and Sky very well. I know how good a dad you are, how, how much you show up and as much as you can, as in like, you know, traveling, how, what, what's some advice if you would yeah, say, like, I would say from, like, you know, um, I would say, or your experiences um, that you've learned. Good. My, my experiences is like the kids need a lot of time, a lot of time more, more than you, more than you think. And then they don't want any, then they don't want to be around you as much. Right. Like they yeah. that there's piece. phases. Yeah. There's phases. So just realize like when you first go into it, it's like, it's you show all the time. Like where's daddy? Where's mommy? We won't be around them all the time. And then at some point, like preteen years, it's, it, it becomes their friends and then it becomes just peer group. Right. And so really take advantage of that time to be with, you know, to be with them. And so w- somebody said it and I kind of agree with it. Like parenthood is not that much fun, but all joy. <laughs> Cause it's a lot of like, oh, I got to go to a meeting. I got to go to the PTA club. I got to go see the play where my kid only has one line or they don't even have a line <laughs> to the tree, but I got to yeah. go sit through it. And, you know, the, the, the doctor every time and the so-and-so and the discipline and, you know, blah, 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 and X, Y, and Z. But it's a lot of joy. It's constant joy. So it's like not the fun, you know, it's not like fun all the time. There's definitely fun moments and lots of laughter and love and hugs and whatever, but it's a ton of joy. And so there's a difference there. I'm pulling up my phone here to go to Instagram guys. And if you can see this, there's an ask a question. You can type a question in there. So, uh, I I think Bill, we have a, there's a lot. We, I mean, dude, we could talk forever, but I just want to, I want to get a couple of these questions because it is, it's very interesting. You have the most questions by far in a very short post here. There's a lot. Let's let's get them. Let's get them going. Let's fire them up. Let's give the people what they want. All right. Uh, someone asked, how can I join Thirst Lounge 10 since we're going to, let me just pull up. So, uh, so we did, so we did a contest, uh, um, and, and Jeff and Jamie narrowed it down to like a certain group and got a cut down. And we, we said, no, 10 is going to be it. And we got the Thirst Lounge 10. So I, I guess right now it's a waiting game. Either we're going to expand it to 11 if everything's working or somebody's going to drop out. You know, it's, it is it is work streaming. It is it is uh, takes time. It's it may people may one of the 10 may find out that it's not for them. And then uh, we'll be looking for for a replacement. That is what the format looks for the questions, guys. So if we, we're going to zoom through some of these just so we can, uh, I think it's cool to see how many people are this interested in Bill, of course, which is, you know, he is an interesting cat. He's got a lot going on. He's a... Uh, I'm just so, old. Um, when you get old, you become interesting. When did you when did you start playing poker? What Do you remember what year? What was the first time you ever... I mean, I said, I mean not I, like at like 20 years old when you, you like played with a couple of boys. When did you like kind of like say you played and you're like, man, this is fun. I'm going to keep doing this. Man, I used to play on exchange floor. Guys used to play. I could not play at all. I just gambled. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, wouldn't even 
really consider anything. It was just like, let me put pressure on people, let me gamble, et cetera. I think in Houston, start playing those games. But I really, uh, just as of late, said, you know what? Let me really study because everybody's studying now. Yeah. And everybody's getting better. Right. And everybody's talking, you know, X, Y, and Z and metagame and, yeah. and, 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 you know, GTO and right. solvers. And I was like, you know... I won't have a shot in hell unless I like <laughs> I, I get in there a little study. bit. So I would say like really playing seriously just recently, goofing off and playing poker, probably 20 years. Okay. Fair enough. That's very interesting. And someone said, what is your legacy other than family? What? That's an interesting kind of heavy question, but like they're deeper. What is, what is there? What do you say for your legacy? Well, I, I think like, you know, my, my legacy, you know, I, I've behind the scenes and somewhat in the scenes, like kind of made an impact in terms of like getting, you know, I, when I am not the expert, I tend to like give money to like venture things that make things better, primarily in education, save the children behind the scenes stuff that like nobody knows habitat for humanity you know but i really want my legacy to be you know with this book in everybody optimizing their life and getting the most full life mm-hmm. like i i said to someone i said this on joey's and i'll say to you it's just like our book is a lifesaver because i feel that many 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 people are wasting their lives Right. Like they're on autopilot. They're going to work. They're not changing for experiences. They're not thinking about their whole life from start to finish. You know, yeah. when you die affects what you do today. Like if you were going to die tomorrow, you know, everybody's heard the question. If you're going to die tomorrow, what would you do? And everybody's got like these run around with a chicken with a head question, whatever. <laughs> and, 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 and then they go, well, why aren't you doing this now? Because. You're not going to die tomorrow, right? right? But if you're going to die in two days, it would be different. If you're going to die in three days, it would be different. If you're die in four days, five days, whatever. You know, most people probably watching probably have like uh, 15,000 days left or, tw- you know, 20,000 days left. And That's so, not a lot when you say it like that. Yeah, I mean, so when you, when you think about that, like when you die affects, you know, what you do today. And, you know, you have to think about it with the end in mind and this arc of what you're going to do. And so because we don't do that, we're afraid of our own death. We don't like to talk about it, whatever. We, we live our lives suboptimally according to our own goals. Not my own goals, not my own thing, but like the things you want to do out of life and what you want to get out of life. We don't do it. And so, you know, we spend a lot of money at our end of life. Like if you're, if you're going to die, you get hit by bus and you're 80 and, you know, they give you a ventilator and they have all this money and they'll spend millions of dollars for you to stay alive for a couple months in a hospital. And I'm like, you know what? Let's trade those four months in a hospital in bed with a low quality life for like memories and, and, and interactions with people you love now today and not waste your life. I think that's some people start or you want to leave your kids stuff. You want to leave you like it's a, it's a, it's a, that's, that's all part of it. Right. Yeah. That's part of the equation. So I that's think all that's, part of the equation. I'm which not, is not necessarily probably talking like about stuff like where it's t- people. I think it's exactly. It's like if you could find out of all, if you could like take it and look back in the history of time and how, like if you were to ask people or like if it, let's say there's an afterlife mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And it's like, you look that back and like, you, I mean, the amount of people that would probably, you could, it would be very low who said, wow, I did it right. Or like I, I did this the right way or no, I would have, I would have no. done it the same. A lot of people hold them back, uh, hold them back or on autopilot. One of the two. Uh, okay. What's so, the next question? All right. Great question there. So how can I join Thirst on Sunday? That was basically like, you got to stay in tune and there's going to be. Stay tuned. There may be another yeah. slot opening up. Who is the most magnetic person you ever met? Magnetic. Interesting word. Magnetic. Wow. And also who's the most interesting human you came across? I mean, that's uh, 
those are kind of hard and maybe on the spot you met a lot of interesting yeah I didn't think about that I mean a lot of I, I can tell you this um, it was definitely at TED um, in terms of the most interesting people like you know Ted puts together this conference where they have its ideas festival. And the great thing about Ted's is like everybody talks like you're not supposed to refuse a meeting. So, you know, uh, you know, you meet guys like I went there with all you. the authors. You went there, your authors and, and meeting, and you, they take a meeting, you get to talk to them, et cetera. And so there are just so many people doing so many great things and in, in these fields and they're experts. And when they talk, it's just like blows your mind open. And I'm just like what the fuck have I been doing all my life? You know what I mean? Like even the young kids, I'm like, wait, this guy designed a new sand nuclear reactor, blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. 21 or 17 or, disease or whatever. The world, the or somebody the whole world. discovered these new fish or this aquatic or people like, you know, who now are trying to genetically engineer plants to grow their roots deeper, to take the carbon out of the atmosphere as a factor 20. Like you just meet like people who are just like, whoa. Like, I'm fucking a goofball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, and so there's just there's just tons of them on, on that in terms of interesting. You know, I've I, I met some characters, you know, it, it depends on what level, you know, most, uh, you know, to me, Jimmy Carter is like one of, uh, not as a president, you might say he was terrible as a president or whatever, I, I, you know, degree or disagree, but just as a human being who's doing his best to make a difference in the world mm -hmm. and his integrity is just like, it's just impeccable. Okay. You know what I mean? And just how he lives his life and how he tries to do his best based on his beliefs and his, his faith is really inspiring to me. And I think he's just like, really an interesting human being interesting I, I never I don't know much about yeah that. like you know he writes books he talks on issues he's humanitarian he does what like you know he could just kick it and like after being president and chill with his secret service agents etc but he doesn't you know he he, wants he refused to, he, he, did, he didn't do that like he's up. like his faith commands him to do x y and z and I was like wow I wish I had that level of motivation uh, work ethic and integrity as he did that's very interesting. See, I'm never, I, I wasn't aware of that yeah. kind of, uh, that's cool. What was the, what was one of your most defining moments in life? I like this question. I actually, yeah, I think, I think like there, there's, there's a bunch, right? Like there's the, the I'll do the one that was like kind of luck, you know? Yeah. It could be anywhere. And, and, and then I'll do the one that, that was like me making a decision and, um, which led to other great things. Um, so when I was in college, I went to school for electrical engineering and I mainly chased women and played football. We actually sat the bench, but I played, I was on the football I was, team. I, I played soccer bench ride too. It's all yeah, yeah, I played. And so, um, you know, the movie Trading Places came out and I knew I didn't want to be an engineer. Like the IBM and those guys would come in. I asked a question. I'd be like, well, so if you were for IBM and you have this idea, will you be able to work on a project? I'd be like, no, that's not how it works. You work on a subsection of a chip on a subsection of a subsection, subsection, you have a team leader, whatever. You have this career path and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it was a great salary starting if you got in, you know, one of these engineering firms, et cetera. But I was like, this is just not for fucking me. Like, that's not the life. Not I what leave. I want to be. That's not the life I want to leave. Like that is just like you know nine to five and blah 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 and this movie wall street comes out and i was like i want to fucking be a stockbroker i want to be rich i want to be able to do that's fun your, shit, your fly rounders. that's your rounders yeah yeah that's my rounders right like that's yeah. my rounders like this is what i want to do and um my godfather called me at the time he's like what are you going to do in your life i said i think i want to go and trade stocks and he goes i know a commodities brokerage firm that well whatever go see them when you're in new york whatever that you know, et cetera. And that kind of like, I didn't know what the hell a commodity was. Right. 
but I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. It sounds fine. It sounds like fun. And then, so, you know, I wrote up my resume. They wanted to hire somebody else. They like, you know, I waited like three days. They hired me and I was like a peon, peon, peon in commodities, but I was like, this is awesome. But the, um, that's huge. I mean, that's crazy. That was like, the, that was like kind of luck. The door partially cracked open, me waiting it out and saying, I'm going to get in, get this job as a peon. Okay. But the, I think the biggest um, thing was me making a decision to move to Houston to trade. So I was like trying to trade and I became a broker over the counter. And one of my customers was like, Hey, we're, we're starting. Um, we're going to get bought out by this company called El Paso. We're East Tex but we're going to be still be the management. They're going to buy our brains and we want you to come down and run the options desk. Now, I was one of those people who was like, I will never fucking move south of the Mason-Dixon line. You are in New York City. I'm in New York City. You're in the show. I'm like, I would never move south of the Mason-Dixon line. Like, it was like, yo, don't go south, man. The races, the Klan, especially Texas, blah, blah, blah. Like, I had all these things filled yeah. in my head. And I played football with, with Coach Fry, who was from Texas, who recruited a lot of Texas players. And they were like, yo, I'm Waxahachie. And they were, they were just different Crazy. type of brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was yeah. just like, and I had relatives in the south. And I'm just like, I ain't going. You know, I just had this idea of the south. Like, and plus, I'm in New York City. But by that time, I was like, nothing is more important to my dreams nothing and my dream was to be a trader and to be rich and i was like cutting a deal and i was like i got the fuck up got out of new york city tell everybody i'm moving i had nothing but a mattress and a sheet when i came down there and said i'll be at work you know on this day and just up and moved and so i was single um ish single right like dating around in new york city having a great time but i was like i will go anywhere for the opportunity and that decision is like the 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 point wow the point like i expanded my network i got into other opportunities i went the right place chasing my dream i went to overcounting trading it led to me going to you know uh starting up in centaurus you know blah 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 hitting home runs there but like it was the decision to put my dreams first and move out of my comfort zone, which was New York City, which I love, 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 love. Being single in New York City, there's nothing like it. That's a, that's a big jump, man. And I just said, I'm out of here. And because I, I was like, I'll go to Siberia. I'll go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so that was it. That was it. Well, uh, I, Long I, answer. I know. Dude, no, man, that's that was uh, that's powerful. And I, I love this because I know somewhat of the story, but I get a little more context always. Like, I didn't realize that's how it all went down. Exactly. That's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was like, big, and that's where I also say you're always on interview because like they were. A, I was a broker like people like broker trader. What's the difference? Broker is like the real estate agent. Trader is the person who buys and sells houses. Okay. okay. And so I was like the real estate agent talking to the person who buys and sells houses. And they're like, hey, we want you to come and buy and sell houses for us. You know what I mean? And I was like, deuces. I am out of the city. Like, <laughs> you know, grew up on the East Coast my whole damn life. Went to University of Iowa, came back, you know, was a scrub, whatever. Worked my way up in a very comfortable position, making, you know, six figures mm -hmm. as a broker. And I was like, peace. I'm out of here. That's Dream amazing. first. And you know, how long did it take for you? to realize that was the right decision? Was it like within a week to a month, a year? Looking back, obviously. but I knew like, it was the right decision, period, no matter what happened. If yeah. I felt dead skid marks on my face, so it was the right decision. It wasn't results oriented. You, no. you made it up no. and you made your mind. You were no. ready to, to no. stick No, it was it. like I was never going to be one of those people that was like, wow, I wonder if I'd taken that shot, what I wanted to really do as opposed to being comfortable here or whatever. Right. Like I was like, look, I'll wait tables if it doesn't work out like so be it. And I'm a shitty waiter. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> what's your, what's your uh, favorite quote and why? Uh, why um, 
why guess when we can know? I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite quote, but I, say, them you like oh, say. I say it all the time. Like at work or whatever, people will be debating about this. I'm like, why are we guessing what we can know? Let's do the research. Let's ask. Let's run the experiment. Let's do a survey monkey. Let's do whatever. Let's do our best to actually know instead of guessing. And so I say that I say that a lot. Is why guess when we can know? What my man right here, Brian Glick, B Glick twenty three. Brian, I hope you check out Thirst Launch Ten and support them. Brian Glick gifted over a hundred subs to my channel. Super generous guy. Uh, thanks for being in Brian, the chat, up? Brian Glick. This Thirst Launch Ten got to show them some love as well in there. Uh, he asked, "Can you remember when you made your first milli?" Yeah, because I gave my mom. I confessed to a crime from many years ago. Actually, I don't know if it was the first. Yes, I think um, I know I wanted to make a million before I was 30 and I did it. I don't remember the exact year, the yeah, exact yeah. age or whatever. But I remember like um, when I was like 16, 17, I could drive and I got taught to drive on a stick that my mom's Toyota Celica. And uh, I was with my uh, cousin, Louis Thibel. Pete, I'm going to throw you under the bus. But I actually already confessed. So just so I know. Okay. So he's like, let me drive it. Let me drive it. I was like, man, you know, I drive a stick. So I took him to this lot of course he hit the gas when he's supposed to hit the clutch the car spins out it hits like those old telephone poles Ooh. it has like a brown mark on it and whatever and I'm like oh fuck I'm not supposed to let him drive whatever so I told my mom with this big scrape mark on it and the trunk were like bent out so it wouldn't open that we parked to go get pizza in Newark and it looked like maybe a truck must have scraped it I didn't know because I, oh, okay. I just like straight out lied my ass off you know, not confessing. I was in my head. I was like, one of these days, I'm gonna pay my mom back for for this car or whatever. Finally, right. and so, you know, <laughs> yeah, she had to pay mind. whatever the deductible is on the insurance. The insurance had to fix it, whatever. And you know, probably the insurance rate went up because she got some fucking 17 year old right. kid busting up a car. And obviously, I gave her much, much, much more than that. But right. I gave her the money and confessed. I said, you know what? I have to tell you this. Did Remember that time when I hit the car? She was like, you know, it did look weird on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she didn't say I knew. Yeah, I knew yeah. it was you. So I, like, oh, yeah, she, she really did, cleared it up. Yeah, yeah. She, she, so I, clear, I had to clear off and be like, "Yeah, that was me. That was me, mom. That, that was me. Uh, you know, and letting you, and, and letting not non, unlicensed, non permitted drivers drive a car." And when you hit a big number, not to say a million on the, you didn't have it like, "Oh, if I hit a million on the dot, I'm going to do this." Like once you like were safe and clear and like things were going well, you, you took you, that, you handled that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I got a bonus, I gave my mom. But when I got to a million, I remember giving the money and confessing the story. I, I like it a lot. A confessional. Uh, there was a confessional. Someone's at. Oh, there's two. Man, there's there's a bunch of good ones. I know we we're, we are on a little bit of a time crunch here, but uh, someone's asking. Uh, there's a few numbers questions. I don't know how much it makes sense to. Uh, someone's asking about how much how much to rent Necker Island per night. Is that? I mean, that's probably uh, like you can. It's probably out there. You can look. Yeah. I, honestly, I want to tell you the truth. I I don't know. I know it was like a package for the week. You rent it. It costs X. I really Listen, honestly guys, don't when know. You hit fifty and you don't know, and you're renting out Necker, and you're not sure night. It's a pretty spot. penny. It's that's in, a good we're spot. We're talking, to be in. we're talking six figures. I think figures. you answered the question. That was six good. figures. That was, that's, up there. You said enough there. Yeah. Someone said, "What's it like to be a billionaire?" I know it's funny. People call you a billionaire, but you you always uh, I wouldn't know. Clarify, I, yeah. would, I wouldn't know. I'm not a billionaire. Not, I mean, not yet. But he's you know doing. Yeah, well, I'm still like, shooting. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get there because there's a certain age at which your net worth shouldn't go up. Like once you get to a certain age, your net worth shouldn't go up because you should be spending that money and converting to experiences. Like let's let's just obviously we know if we're 99 years old and we're going to die tomorrow, our net worth shouldn't be going up we should be spending all our money right unless you got some kind of just locked in earned burnt that's just you still gotta earth. spend it and convert an experience because it's useful you're just wasting you're just wasting life hours you should be spending it down 
Like your money should be spending down. If it's going up, like you're but doing I'm saying, it wrong. If you got something where you're like actually a billionaire and you're just like an earn, you, you, all right. I guess I see what you're saying. I'm just trying it to doesn't say matter. Like, it doesn't matter where the money comes from or how you get it. You should be spending it down to zero, or right. else you're just wasting money. Will, will you go with this space thing? Richard Branson's doing. It looks like it's launching soon. It's about two. Would you? Would you? Well, first of all, would you be comfortable? Like I personally, so if he. Antonio almost got a free trip into space. He did a magic trick. Richard was about to say, he said it. I have a video. I don't know if you saw Antonio's video. Yeah. He was like, he, afterward, he goes, holy shit. Because he was like, if you had waited 20 more, 10 more seconds, I was going to say, if, I'll give you a free trip into space. That's what he, Richard said. Antonio did the trick, got it right. But like, if, if Richard said, Jeff, you can go into space, I would say, no, thank you. There's, I mean, I don't even like heights. I'm not flying into fucking outer space right now. Like, no shot. Like, that seems like a lot yeah. to go I, wrong. You know, as a, as a, as a, as a youth, I wanted to be. Damn, that sounds old. When I was younger, uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be an astronaut. That like, was my dream. As a matter of fact, when I got to Houston and I was driving, that was to, another question. So I was good. driving to uh, uh, Galveston. We passed NASA mm -hmm. on the way, and I cried. Like I cried when we passed it because I really, really, there was a whole period of my life where I really, really wanted wow. to be an astronaut. And I was going to go to the Air Force Academy and all this other shit because that's kind of what I wanted to do, but I didn't do it. Right. Nowadays, I'm like, I think if I'm sitting on a rocket and just before it's about to take off or whatever and it's all vibrating, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? There's like a one in 20 chance of me dying. Like, yeah. why am I here? Yeah, so like, I don't know if you, I still have that same yeah, dream. When you say like, you know what, <laughs> skydiving, this, that, like one in long shots, but shit could go wrong. But like when you're like, yeah, I'm going to like be one of the tests, like early launches into outer space. Like even with the rocket like launch, let alone then the space, you get put out. Like there's not like a real protocol. Like you get let out. They're like letting you out into space to float around and shit. I, like think, it's like, I think the odds of a catastrophic failure of the space shuttle program was one in nine. When they, they, did, they did a backwards analysis of like what were the odds of like a catastrophic failure and it was like one in nine. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think you can look on a TED talk by one of the astronauts who talks about that. He says like he, he talks about fear and being in space. He, he also tells a story about like how he was on a walk and out of space and all of a sudden he couldn't see he was blinded. And what had happened was is that the, the cleaning solvent for the inside of it had like fond up, gotten his eyes or whatever, but he had been trained, like, don't panic, do this, blah, 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 et cetera. And eventually see, but imagine you're out yeah, yeah, in space that sounds easy, like in and a you test can't room, fucking see. And you're on the moon and like, yeah. you're, and you're just blinded. Like, so yeah. I would hate to be up there and something goes wrong. I'll um, let him go up like a couple thousand times and then say, we got another uh, question coming Oh, that's up. funny. B Glick says, I've gifted a thirst lounge before. I know you have, bro. I'm saying just come tune in. I got to make sure we keep B Glick on our radar. Yeah. He's, this is the dude right here. Uh, what other questions we got for? We I got see Ghost of M, JJ Carrado. What's up, boys and girls? Let um, me just real quick. Let's see here. Any advice for a soon-to-be father and a hardworking salesperson who loves to play poker? So basically, if you're working hard, you got it. You're gonna be hit, Dad. You want to play some cards? What, what would you say? How I would. I would say like get used to playing less cards. Like, I mean, that's my advice. Like, you're, you're going to be about to be father, obviously, with your partner. I mean, there's just no... You, whatever anybody tells you the time, it is, it's, it, it, they're underestimating it. Okay. You're really underestimating how much goes into, like, being a father, et cetera. And, you know, life is balancing, like, trying to balance your time, et cetera. And I always get it wrong. You just keep moving forward. It's just like, you know, there's going to be error and error and error. And you're just trying to get it right. I, Nobody ever gets it perfectly right. Nobody ever gets fatherhood perfectly right. Don't guilt yourself and shame yourself. Like, it's like, you know, we as parents always be like, oh, 
they're doing parenting wrong or, oh, I would do that as a parent or whatever. <laughs> like, it's because we know we're doing it wrong too. And you know what I mean? Like, nobody gets it right. But I would say that time, 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 time. How, how, where would you say? I guess that's something I want to ask you. And is, before thinking for your kid. Like, is that ever hard though? Like, because it's just, I mean, basically you take just bandwidth and now there's different. You have a, you have a son and daughter. Um, things change. Like, is it, is it ever like a, is it ever hard to like say, oh man, like this is happening this trip, but I have that. Like, I'm sure it's hard, but like, is it, do you ever find yourself like, man, should I be playing poker now? Or like, it's almost like, I feel like it's like hard to say, I'm going to do something that like, instead of being with like, you know, it's so really, like, it's I'll, really hard to do that and find out like, obviously you're not going to be with your kid 24 yeah. seven. I mean, in certain periods of life when they're babies, it's a, it, yeah, but like, development you know that's not good etc but it's more often than not you being with them and instilling with them and that's your time period to be with them because trust me the time will come where they're like peace dad get out of here no we don't want you to come we don't right. want you to be in the movies with us we don't want you to be here and, and and it seems like it's forever away but then all of a sudden one day they don't want to sleep in your bed anymore one day they yeah. don't want you to be in the movies or one day you're not cool anymore you're the nerd or cringy guy and <laughs> it happens like you go yeah, from so, the coolest so, thing so, in the world so, to cringy let's, let's talk, talk on that What? give me like the timeline you have daughters that are in that the teen years now so like what is that actual uh formula ish like what are the p years of like where they're the most you you feel like it's, you should you need to be the most engaged and they are like the premium like child you will be allowed and invited into their lives i think all the way up to like eight nine okay and possibly 10 and then around 11 12 you you start getting pieced out and then like 13 high school you're gonna get pieced out even more and how much you get pieced out is cor I think correlated with how much time you spent with them younger. Like, so if you don't I just spend as much time with them younger, you'll get pieced out more later. I just want to point this out. He's Bill. This is Bill. Where nowadays Instagram, social media is so important. And Bill's getting pieced out. He's got a he's got a big following. The blue check mark and and the kids. It's still it's hard to be a cool dad, right? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like they, it's it like, doesn't matter. Just like, I am what? so cringy to my kids. Like they're like, Dad, you're so cringy. <laughs> oh my god. And maybe I'm cringy. What? No, 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 no. I used that's, to be the no, that's, thing. How, that's every. I hear that for every single friend that I talk to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're a superstar. Yeah. Angelina Jolie was talking about her kids think I'm so nerdy. They watch her old stuff and they think like geez mom like, yeah, like you know yeah, what I mean yeah. it's just like you're just never it's just never you eventually never goes at away at that point and also now forget about that stage because there are you know I'm sure that there's still a lot of it's, it's obviously beautiful being a parent and there's a lot of yeah. experiences and good times of, it's not just like you never see them or don't hang out but like it is and then also they're just gone they go to college and then it's like alright like I mean I, my parents I love my parents I, have, I still chat with them but it's like yeah I see them a couple times a year it's not like it's not yeah, you know it's away. different it's not like in, in the American culture at least I know Latin they like some people kids live at home until yeah, they Japan, get married. Yeah, in Japan, they might so. live in the house and the yeah, same thing yeah, forever. Yeah, but, like, you know. but it's, yeah, so, so very interesting. But in our, you know, I would say if you're an American parent, there's there's a season to your time and like it, it, it drifts away. I think Bill does have to go here. Literally, like, you're Yeah, I'll give you 10 more minutes. Um, uh, Eric mentioned this and I was actually thinking this exact conversation uh, about Reno. We did Streamboat 2 that had to, because of Virgin Islands, the weather got shifted. Finally, we got everyone together in Reno. Bill flew all the way out for one day in Reno, which was pretty crazy. And we had, a, and all the other guys came in there. Um, 
that was some of the most wild stories I heard because I didn't even know the exact magnitude. But I mean, can you talk a little bit about like, and again, you're up to you on specifics and numbers, like with trading, you know, we're talking about a bad day in poker or something, but like in the trading with the swings of a winning or losing, I mean, I don't you can say any numbers or not, but like, uh, can you talk about like kind of dealing with the high and low on, on like those kind yeah, of trading? I mean, like, like, how do you, how do you, uh, well, the, 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 like either through like illusion or whatever, like a, a poker player, like a professional poker player, like, you know, I, I can wipe out like half my net worth in a day, like very easily, or maybe even all of it. Like I've been under threat for all of it. You know what I mean? At, at a certain points where, and it, to me, like the stress never really bothers me because I'm like, I live by the sword. I die by the sword. This is the, the route I chose. I got my health. I'm blessed. Right. But what really starts to affect me is like, if I get into a situation where I have to shut down, and other people who are, you know, I have employees and people yeah. that depend on me. It's not like yeah. when you create a business, anybody who's a business owner or starts a business, right? Like it's great. You're making a business, you're making money for yourself, blah, blah, blah. But you're employing people, you're interacting with people, yeah, people et cetera. All around, they become dependent and they depend on you, right? They depend on you performing. And when things go wrong for you, they go, it goes wrong for them. Right. Right. And maybe, maybe you may have the mental mindset or be care, you know, you're fine with it, the swings, et cetera, but they may not be. And, and that, that, uh, stresses me. I mean, we're all big boys and girls, but still it's still yeah, stressful. Yeah. Certain people are, yeah, they're, still not, they're not ready for those. For me, I've always been like, yo, I've been busted. I can go back. You know what I mean? I don't want to go back. I, I, you know, I'm going to go out like a cat in the bathtub climbing not to go back. But if I'm back and I land in the water, you know, I'll just chill and, and just enjoy the ride. I love it. Um, maybe we'll take, let's do, we'll take one or two more. Anything else to, I mean, someone asked about like, do you, how do you vision the next, this next phase of your life? Does it, is 50, does it feel like awake? I mean, it's obviously like people, you don't see 60, 70s. People aren't throwing bashes really. No, like, this so is the last bash. This is the last like bash. Like, do you see any, uh, what would you say? Anything now? Like, would change in the near future is anything like you not just the book that I was zero but like that you're writing that you should, I think like anything that like you're like I'm right, really I'm really gonna really really getting focused different. on like what I want to do you know what I mean like a lot of you know life is discovery I always say that like you discover what you want you don't know what you want right it's not like you come out of womb the only thing you know is like I want food and I want to be warm and, and I want mommy right but like as you get older you're introduced to things and you tend to like them and then you tend to want them but it's because you were introduced to them and you discovered them that's how you know what you want and so I'm trying to figure out ways how I'm going to discover what I want for the rest of my life till I hit the grave and the things I want to do and the things I want to accomplish Okay, I, I mean, there you go. That's uh, that's that's uh, let's see, well, one more. Let's um, well, beef or chicken, Bill doesn't eat either. I don't eat so meat, so. Is, I'm just looking at the Twitter real quick, get a couple. So that's 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 that settled. Someone already knows and said none. Someone just also last time, this will be the last question. Someone asked about inspiration. What was the inspiration for Thirst Lounge? And how, how, what was like because it's a it's a great name it's just a great name it's funny yeah, it's like yeah. thirsty it's, it's funny. like it's, it's like, like thirst trap or thirst like it's thir it's, people are thirsty what made it like what actually like how did you yeah I think I've told this before but it's kind of serendipitous like I had a, I had a girl I was dating at the time uh, and you know I had an Instagram growing and put you know you can look on my Instagram and there's pictures of me doing X Y and Z and she was like oh, on Instagram like it's so crazy like you guys are setting a thirst trap I'm like a thirst trap what's that it's like you know guys post hello, hello. 
I'm just doing a podcast. Uh, okay. So, like, a lot, we got, we just had a, we had a guest come in right now. So, hold on. I was going, so my girlfriend was like, this is a thirst trap. Like, the guys post pictures trying to make girls thirsty. The girls post, like, body shots and, and, and ass out, whatever. And they try and make the, you know, the guys thirsty. It's just a thirst trap. And I was like, what thirst trap? Wow. I don't want to trap anybody. I just want to have them lounge. Like, I want to create a thirst lounge. You know what I mean? Like, come in. Not, don't be trapped. Like, come in, be thirsty, but you can go whatever. I'm not trying to trap you. And so I just had this idea called the Thirst Lounge. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.